Welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me. This month we're focusing on relationships and I wanted to actually bring someone that I really, really, really intended on interviewing this month um, to focus on our inner critic and what radical self-love looks like. But it was so hard. I spent like three weeks trying to work out this interview with her, y'all, and it just didn't work out. So I'm going to do my best to share the information that I've learned and be able to give you something that's tangible that you can use to help you work on tackling and overcoming your inner critic. Um, But before I do that, I just want to say happy Juneteenth weekend to everyone that's celebrating and to all of the allies, too, that are here joining in on the celebration. I had an amazing time this past week. I went and supported like so many black owned businesses, uh, restaurants. My belly is super full. I threw my diet to the window. On Monday, I'm going back to uh, predominantly vegan practices. Uh, And most of you guys know I'm not really vegan. I'm like vegan-ish. If you could even say that, because uh, I still eat meat whenever I feel like it, but that's really just dwindled down to like once or twice a month. And sometimes it's not even that. Uh, but I, I had to go out. I had to support. And I got a chance to join um, uh, March for Us 2020, with, uh, which was actually organized by Ashley Munson. And she had so many sponsors. It was a beautiful protest with zero incidents. So that was phenomenal to have so many people in the space together um, in unity and being able to share and express how we were feeling in that moment, but not having to feel like there was going to be some sort of backlash in return. So it was a beautiful time and a beautiful space to come together. And I really enjoyed myself. Like I celebrated y'all. I I took off work and celebrated. Okay. Oh man. So I just wanted to share that experience with you guys. And if you didn't get a chance to celebrate, you know, go out and support some of these black owned businesses in your neighborhood. Or if you have family or friends that you know, go and support them, pour into them as well. Because, you know, local small businesses definitely, definitely need the help with all the COVID and riots and looting and all of that. It's just been so much going on impacting our businesses overall. All right, now let's shift gears and get focused on ourselves. And as I said, we are kicking this discussion off talking about how to overcome your inner critic. So first of all, before we can overcome our inner critic, let's define what it is. So I would say our inner critic is the destructive voice of self-doubt that is just running rampant in your head. I've heard people call it like um, the... The committee, no, it's just like some something. The the, the petty committee. <laughs> That's what it was. Somebody said that they called their inner critic the petty committee. I mean, whatever your label is, whatever you have on it, go with it. Okay, I haven't named my inner critic yet, but I'm going to come up with a cool name and I'll let you guys know what it is. Okay. So I just want to say before we dive into the topic of how to overcome your inner critic. Overcoming your inner critic isn't about drowning out the inner critic with positive thoughts and words and bubbles and flowers and, you know, all this stuff. Honestly, and very simply put for you, if you're working on this in your life, it's just simply about leaving the conversation. You have to just leave the conversation and rather than looking at it as something that, you know, I'm just going to overwhelm it with all this positivity, the best way to stop it is to stop it. Like, that is the easiest way to do it. 
And and just to kind of like tie this into relationship, overall, you know, the relationship that we have with ourselves is the most important relationship you could possibly have. And it's the foundation upon which you build everything else. So diving into the inner critic, which I think is the most harmful part or portion that we incorporate into our everyday lives that bleeds into whatever else we do is going to be uh, more impactful to dissect it and find ways to work around it and to hopefully silence it over time or at least be able to identify it so that you can silence it. Okay, so speaking of identifying and knowing your inner critic, I want to give you a couple questions or a couple scenarios in which you would learn the difference between your inner critic and realistic thinking. Because sometimes you're like, is this my inner critic or am I just being realistic? Am I being pessimistic or am I just, you know, stating the facts? Um, sometimes people like to state the facts, but it's in a very pessimistic tone. So we're going to just discuss a little bit of a for you, and then we're going to dive into um, a couple things that you can do to manage the inner critic. All right, so if you are trying to identify and determine whether it is your inner critic or realistic thinking, your inner critic will say things that are like definite pronouncements about what is true, like I don't have what it takes, okay? Now your realistic thinking would ask curious questions about the situation instead of stating things like I don't have what it takes your curious questions could be like well what can I offer what do I have in this moment what kind of assets do I bring to the table instead of looking at the deficit okay um the the next thing the inner critic has no interest in actual evidence like none y'all like none okay my inner critic gets crazy insane and it'll be like oh you're gonna go to the interview on monday what happens if you're driving and you spill coffee on your blouse and then you get a flat tire and then you know, like it gets crazy right and then you arrive at the interview but then you start calling the interviewer the wrong name and then you make a mistake and you start stuttering you don't know how to answer the questions like my inner critic just makes up an entire false story and these false stories are usually pretty big and i can guarantee you guys these big giant stories that my inner critic tells me, none, none of them have ever come true, okay? I have a very vivid imagination, I guess, that, if you want to put it that way, that my inner critic has tried to use against me and none of those stories that I imagined even came true, okay? Now, realistic thinking is interested in gathering evidence to inform your conclusions. So, if you have an idea or if you have something that you want to work on or something that you want to achieve or something that you want to do, instead of saying it's impossible for me to do this or I don't have time or I don't have the money or I don't have the way or I don't have the knowledge, it starts to, your realistic thinking will start to look at ways to gather evidence that will give you a conclusion about what's going to happen, the end result, the outcome. But it's going to be informed and educated. That is what you do with realistic thinking. Let your basis on whether or not you're going to succeed or fail be based on an informed decision on evidence gathering. All right. Number three, your inner critic thinks and speaks in black and white terms. Okay. It's almost like an absolute. Either I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed. 
Well, actually, there's some stuff in the between which your realistic thinking understands. It can handle complexity and it can also handle gray areas. I can sit down for an interview, maybe blunder a little bit of the first part, but really kill it once I like let the jitters and the nervousness go out and I'm finding my stride and my communication is impeccable, right? It could be both. And and the thing is, when you have this inner critic, though, it can only see like, oh, you're just going to, you just ruined it. You just felt like it's over. And you're like, that's not always the case. Maybe it starts off bad. Maybe it starts off great. You blunder a little bit in the middle and you, you kill it on the end. That is realistic thinking. All right. Number four, I believe this is. Number four, um, your inner critic asks binary questions like yes, no, is this possible type questions, all right? Now, realistic thinking asks helpful open-ended questions. What part of this looks possible versus this is not possible or is it possible, okay? And that's how you know the difference between the two. Another way, number five, that you know that it's your inner critic talking versus realistic thinking is your inner critic is repetitive. It's the same old story that comes up, the same lies, the same doubts, the same uh, low self-esteem or the same uh, confidence um, and criticism, lack of confidence and criticism that comes out in your thoughts it's repetitive. You could probably pick this up from things that happened to you in your childhood that still haunt you to this day. Like maybe your fear of speaking came from some event or or some moment you had to do a speech when you were a kid or when you were younger and it didn't go out well and you got really swim, uh, sweaty and clammy and you freaked out and fell down the stairs or you just blanked out and completely forgot pieces or chunks of whatever it is that you were supposed to say and because you had that one fell moment when you were a child this repetitive story that you're not a good public speaker plays through continuously in your current life y'all listen there was so my dad let me just tell you a quick story my dad used to um well, he still believes that I am like the best at every single thing in the world. And he loves, just loves putting any of my talent or create creativity on display. And he used to just really gas me up and make me think I could sing, right? So I remember I was with my, um, every summer I used to go back, come back to Chicago to be with my family and hang out with my aunts and uncles and cousins and my grandparents. And he told my grandma, you know, I want Sharice to learn this song over the summer. Well, I didn't learn the song over the summer. And it was time for me to go back home. And I had been in Chicago for like three months or whatever from the time school was out. And so I was trying to learn the song really, really quickly. Um, I think it was like 12, 11. And, you know, come back home and sing it for this big, massive uh, extravaganza, like a gospel entertainment event. I mean, there's choirs from all over, professional singers, recording artists there. And my dad wanted me to sing a song. When I tell you guys that I butchered the song because I didn't know all of the words and the tears were like streaming down my face by the end of it, that one incident of me failing try to haunt me for a very long time and make me think that I really wasn't good at singing, I wasn't good at public speaking, and I probably should just be an introvert and stay off the stage. I had to learn to work through that and to let that go. That was just a one-time event that I, that happened to me. 
But your inner critic may try to bring up those feelings and you don't even know where they came from. So I would encourage you to take some time to unpack that and figure out where is this coming from? Where is this resistance coming from? Did I experience something? Did I go through something that caused me to think that in this particular moment or situation or circumstance that I wasn't good enough? And really work through those emotions, flesh it out and be able to let those emotions rise and let them be and then release them. All right. Realistic thinking, on the other hand, you know, speaking of being repetitive and telling you these old stories, realistic thinking is moving forward. Like it's transitioning you to your next phase and letting you know we have to shift. We have to do this because we need to stretch and grow and challenge ourselves if we want to not be in the same place we were the last three years. All right. The next one, this is what, two, three, four, five, number six, your inner critic will focus on problems and lack all the time the inner critic thrives in the deficit the realistic thinking side of you looks for solutions where there is a will there is a way i say that every single time then people that clearly like ah i don't know how to use social media or i don't know how to do um you know this particular aspect of my job or i not i don't know if i'd be a good manager or something of that nature right I like to remind them that you need to look for solutions. If you want it bad enough, you will find a way to make it happen. You will create and search out and seek solutions. That is realistic thinking. When you sit and dwell on your inner critic and you focus on the fact that you're not as skilled as the next person or you didn't go to school for this or you didn't have enough time to study for this or whatever it may be, that is your inner critic. You are ready now and you are ready to, to execute today. All right. Now, the next one is your inner critic speaks in an anxious, catastrophic tone and escalates worry fast, y'all. I mean, a whole just zero to 100, but not in a good way. Like, like Drake was singing, no, 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 that zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. Anxiety, frustration, agitation, like, it just takes you up. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I'm going to do this. It's so much. It's, I can't. You know, that just takes over. But when you have realistic thinking, it speaks to you in a calmer tone, and you remain a little bit more calmer in those situations. All right? Now, the inner critic also speaks from a fundamental stance of self-critique. Reminding you of all your past failures and in ways you weren't able to overcome them in the past. But realistic thinking speaks from a fundamental stance of self-support. What systems do I have in place? What family? What friends? What do I know thus far that can support me in this journey? That's realistic thinking. Now, let's jump into the meat of it, all right? So I want to give you some tips on what to do when your inner critic starts to speak, okay? Number one, you want to recognize what's happening and note it and name it. So you have to practice self-awareness. When your inner critic arises, don't start to just allow those thoughts to just take over your mind, but be able to, to identify it and name it so that you know what this is going like. Ah, okay, inner critic, you're here, petty committee, uh, whatever it is that you want to call them. I see you in the building, okay? Number two, you want to separate yourself from your inner critic. So 
I kind of like liken this to the fact of um, because I used to live with friends that had dogs and sometimes we'd be just like chilling on the couch and then the dogs would just go crazy and we'd all be like what is going on why are these dogs acting crazy right now that's kind of like how you have to look at your inner critic so if a situation arises and your inner critic starts flipping out right you need to understand that's your inner critic flipping out and not you. You are not flipping out. I'm not flipping out. It's my inner critic flipping out, okay? Just like whatever was going on in the house and the dog saw that it was time to go crazy, the dog flipped out. We didn't flip out, okay? Be able to separate them. You don't have to be your thoughts and your emotions. You are not your thoughts and your emotions. Those are actually just flags or signals or uh, sensory information that's arising that demands your attention, but it is not you. You are not one with it. It's more like information data that's arisen for you to examine, okay? Number three, you want to create like, um, like I said, like a name or something so that you can, it helps you easily identify it. Like I said in number one, when your inner critic arises, you have to be self-aware. But number three, I'd say give it a name. If you want to do petty committee or um, let's see, what would be another good name? Um, stinky committee? I don't know. <laughs> Something of that nature so that you can identify it and know it immediately what it you got to give it a name, give it a title, give it a phrase, something to help you trigger your self-awareness. All right. And number four, um, you want to allow yourself time to investigate your inner critics and messages kindly and compassionately. Ask yourself doubt these types of questions. What are you trying to do now? What are you trying to protect me from? And then after you get those answers, you can determine like, okay, Thank you, inner critic. I see you. I appreciate the fact that you're trying to prevent me from experiencing um, embarrassment in this speech that I'm about to give because you remember how hurt and bruised my ego was when I was 11 year old and, and was embarrassed in front of, I don't know how many, six, 700 people on stage, but this is not that. We are not 11 anymore. I'm not in front of a stage of 700 people. And to be fair, I've been on larger stages since then and I've done a fabulous job. But thank you, Inner Critic, for showing up. I appreciate you. Okay, bye-bye. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it, all right? Ask it questions kindly and compassionately and then address what are you trying to protect me from? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to reveal? Allow those feelings to arise, work through them, and then let them go. All right, in number five, just look for the humor. I mean, sometimes my inner critic is so ridiculous. I just have to laugh and say to myself, like, this Sharice is not going to happen, girl. Get it together. Where did you, what, what? No, not even in the funny, not even in like, um, so uh, like you, I imagine of like these comedians that do what they call physical comedy. <laughs> it's like everything's just going wrong. They're falling, they're tripping, just horrible things are happening to their body because of it. Like Will Ferrell does it sometimes. Um, 
there's a couple other guys that I can't think of right now off the top of my head that sometimes do a little bit of the physical comedy. And sometimes like, like literally my inner critic will imagine these kinds of things happening to me. And I'm just like, this is so, so ridiculous. <laughs> like, what do you think is really going to happen? Like, you're just going to fall and like slip and roll down four times and like, tear open your your shoe and then your foot's gonna fly out and your toes aren't painted like <laughs> sometimes y'all like get the craziest ideas in my head okay just laugh at it let it go all right number six do whatever works for you to let your inner critic know it is not in the driver's seat put your inner critic thoughts in a drawer or a box somewhere so if you have a jar sometimes it's actually really really good to um just get a piece of paper um, you know, like a little notebook piece of paper. And let me see. I got, I got some paper here. Yeah. And just write down whatever it is the inner critic is saying to you. Take that piece of paper, tear it off, fold it into fours. And then you can just like put it into this little jar and boom. Okay. I've given you space. I've given you time. And, um, yeah, that's about all I'm going to do with you, buddy. Uh, or if you don't want to write it down, you don't have to do that. You can imagine yourself uh, turning the volume down on its voice. Like, yeah, the only thing I could imagine is um, times like I've messed with my mom and she's been talking to me. And then I'm like, I can't hear you. Like, <laughs> trying to sound like I'm so far away that I can't hear her. Like, just slowly turn the volume down. Like, you know what I mean. Just slowly in your mind, just slowly turn the volume down to can't hear no more. Or you can imagine it, like, receding into space. Like, just going, floating out into outer space and just disappearing. Whatever works for you. You just got to imagine yourself like, hey, thanks, inner critic. But you are not in control. Boop, you know. Send it somewhere and keep on pushing. All right, just so you could do a little recap, I'm going to go through them one more time. Number one, recognize what's happening. Note it. Name it. Ah, hello there. You are my inner critic. All right. Number two, separate yourself from your inner critic. My inner critic is flipping out versus I'm flipping out. Number three, create a name or character or whatever you want to uh, categorize your inner critic. Petty committee works perfect. All right, number four, allow and investigate your inner critic's message with kindness and compassion. What are you here for? Why are you trying to show me this? What's going on? Number five, don't forget to laugh and look for humor. And number six, do whatever it takes to get it the heck out your mind. All right, <sighs> whew. Yes, that was awesome. Now, I want to hear from you guys. Send me a message. Let me know what do you do to get rid of your inner critic. Do you even know that you have an inner critic? Or do you just assume that it's a part of you? I want to hear what you guys have to say. Shoot me an email at ask at theresilient.me. Again, shoot me an email at ask at theresilient.me. I want to hear you. And let's wrap up and say our affirmations for the week. I am well, I am loved, and I belong. All right, ladies, I love you, sisters. Have an amazing and beautiful week. Peace.